How's it going? Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back for another week of categories. Week number six. Number six, yeah. Episode 106. <laughs> hey, we're doing we're it. Doing, we're doing it. That's what's up. Yeah. So how was your weekend? My weekend was nice. I'm still dealing with my cold from last week. Yeah, you sound like it. Um, I feel a little bit better, uh-huh. but it's just some residual cold. I'm like 85%. Oh, okay. um, That's passing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like slow my roll. But my weekend was nice. I hung out with the family on Saturday mm-hmm. at my nephew's birthday party. That was, you know, fun. It yeah. was a very aut- autumnal, one of your words, <laughs> an autumnal event. Okay. I was at like a little pumpkin patch oh, and we just did, you know, fall things. Nice. Saturday, mm-hmm. one of my good, good girlfriends from college came in off from out of town. Mm-hmm. And we just hung out. And, you know, I just love her so much. Yeah. And my love tank was so full. And good. we just sat and had really good, deep conversations. Yeah. And I just felt so full and so, you know, just good. So, you know, someone who you've known for over a decade. And they get you. And, and they get yeah. you. It's the kind of friendship. We don't talk every day. Mm-hmm. Weeks go by. But it's like... We understand we have our own lives Lives, and careers and things are busy, but you can always pick up where you left off. Um, So she was in town. We went to uh, a concert. Another concert. concert. (laughs) And let me tell you, I'm just too old. I, I... my my back still hurts because why are you doing standing room because that's what these venues have so we went and we saw um big frida oh okay yeah and that was fun and frida bounce yes big frida bounce (laughs) i can't twerk like i used to though well Uh, we saw (laughs) over 30 um, oh tank and the bangers so it was a really good show it was very new orleans yeah uh all the musicians were new orleans yeah so it was nolens yeah it was a really good time we have fun but we both just realized we are just too old to be standing for four hours yeah Uh, but it was it was still fun i'm glad i went don't have a couple of concerts for a while okay you need a break i need a break but all the other concerts from here on out i have a seat good (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was cool and then just sunday i just kind of rested so you had the party and the concert in the same day all in one day it was a lot that's that's a lot yeah you know i only try to do one thing per day (laughs) yeah how was your weekend um my weekend was good on saturday i really can't remember what we did probably nothing which is a good thing it's nice to do nothing to do nothing yeah just kind of chill yeah i really can't remember what we did it's necessary Saturday. sometimes yeah on sunday we, we went to an engagement party okay but it was actually a really good engagement party they rented out like a brewery uh-huh and so and then they also you know like gave out drink tickets so you got free drinks nice. and then they also had a food truck they rented a food truck to come kind of food was it german food truck in conjunction with like the beer theme so like bratwurst yeah got yeah, it okay yeah schnitzel and sauerkraut yeah got and it and like cabbage and things but the food was actually really really good so yeah we did that on sunday and nice. had a good time it was really cold though so yeah it was I freezing i don't know what happened in philly or just in the northeast in general yeah I, I swear about two weeks ago, I had the air conditioning on. It was in the 80s. It was in the 80s. Yeah. And now it's like in the low 50s. Yeah. At night, it's in the 30s. Yeah. Tonight is going to be like pretty cold too. So like I have to cut on the heat. It's just totally missed fall. I, I think I wore my little cute fall jacket <laughs> once because now you had to break out the yeah, North Face. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, crazy. It went from summer straight to like winter, it seems like. 
I hope it's not like a harsh, harsh winter. It might be because summer was, well, summer was hot, so it might be a mild winter. We'll see. Yeah, well, let's hope. Let's get into the cat. Oh wait, wait, wait! Wait, We can't hop into the categories. You know how we, you know how we do over here. I'm forgetting the format. (laughs) All right. So what you drinking? So tonight I made a cocktail. We are drinking uh, like a hot. Well, it's not even hot. It's not hot. (laughs) Not hot at all. So tonight we're drinking a apple cider um, with bourbon. I don't know. You made it. I think you put whiskey in it. Okay. So I know that there's a difference between there bourbon and whiskey. I cannot recall what it is right um, now. We should do our Googles on yeah, that one. Yeah, we should, we should be more educated on that. But, you know, for the fall, it's apple a nice season. autumnal cocktail. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes. It's very tasty, it. by the way. So, it's we're drinking it cold because on Pinterest, which is where I found the recipe, said drink it cold. But I think it would be good warm also. Yeah, it'd be nice as a mulled cider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like warm ciders too. Yeah, me too. But you know, a warm drink always puts me to sleep. Yeah. So I like that it's cold and it's also like refreshing. But yeah. warm would also probably soothe my throat. But yeah, it's a, it's a tasty drink. Good. See, we try to switch it up for y'all. Change we try to give you different drinks every week. <laughs> Maybe we should start sharing our recipes too. We should. We could do that. All right, on, cool. On social or whatever. Awesome. All, All right. right. Let's now <laughs> let's get into these categories. Category is so your girl. This is your girl, Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna is how you how you pronounce her name. So apparently she's in the news again because she decided to decline performing at the Super Bowl. She was offered, allegedly offered um, the Super Bowl halftime spot. She declined in support of Colin Kaepernick and his whole movement. So yeah, so then they decided to offer it to Maroon 5 and they gladly accepted. I'm beaming with pride. Because <laughs> you know... She has put herself in a station, in a position in her career where she has diversified. Uh, She makes music. She has her beauty line. She has her lingerie line. She does her philanthropy through um that was, she has like a uh, organization that's for she her does. grandmother yeah she has oh, like the, the diamond, diamond ball yeah the diamond yeah. ball or gala or whatever so she does a lot she has like eighteen jobs and she does them all well and she is a corporation not a mom and pop not a mom and pop she's a corporation she's a corporation okay and I appreciate the fact that. She don't need the Super Bowl money. I'm, I'm, I'm not oh. sure how much they offered her, mm-hmm. but she could turn it down on principle. And she's not all about a dollar. I really do respect that. And I do, um, I think on our first show, maybe, or one of our earlier one shows, of the earlier we shows. talked about the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, and I even read recently that Pink Band came in and said she turned it down, too. Okay. But <laughs> right. it wasn't nobody trying to watch her do more aerial acts the across the football field. Yeah. We tie it. Yeah. It's tied. Yeah. And so no pink. I don't even think she, they would offer her that. Well, she, she claimed she, that she, they did. I don't think so. Pink is not a name anymore. I mean, I, I, I like pink. I think but she's a good, she she's a good singer. She has she gives good vocals. Does she gives she? good performance with Cirque du Soleil. And... Um, I just don't know if she has a catalog. But you know, that's also because of who I am in the generation I was introduced to Pink. I remember There You Go, Pink. There You Go. And she came yeah. out R&B girl exactly. and she switched it up she on me. changed it up completely. Um, I appreciate what she did because I feel like she was being true to herself. Right. And her rock music is good. It's just not well, my bag. Yeah. So, I think when I think of Pink, I think she did what she had to do in the beginning to get 
on. And I'm not mad at that. And I'm not mad at that either. Get your foot in the door and then change it up. But she lost me when she switched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just looked at that. Because I'm yeah. sure she has a catalog for somebody, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be an enjoyable Super Bowl show to me. Not to me. But I also can't help but feel like, at least in recent memory, with the exception of Bruno Mars, I feel like women are the headliners. I guess it's not headliners, but no. women are the Super Bowl show. I feel like they just attract a better show or they make more it's just more exciting I don't know to me as a gay man probably yeah (laughs) Yeah. maybe I'm just speaking from a very limited perspective but I just feel like the women the pop stars are Mm -hmm. where it's at like Beyonce gave you a show she gave you a show Katy Perry dare I say it she gave gave you you a show she gave you a visual show you know Um, Madonna gave you a show Madonna gave you a show who else I can't think Uh, Gaga Gaga did it recently Gaga did it Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> Gaga did it. Uh, who else did it? I mean, like you know, I feel like it's, there's been this focus on big uh, women artists. I, well, I kind of think I, I don't know why I was expecting Taylor Swift to potentially do it. That I could see that. I could see but it. Though. I don't know. I just feel like the Super Bowl halftime for a long time, ever since you know the Janet Jackson halftime, mm-hmm. they went from that to completely boring because Janet gave the show she did but then you know you know as a Janet fan we are still upset that's still a very touchy topic yeah yeah so we're not gonna go too deep into that but she had her wardrobe malfunction and then from there they just went completely safe it was like old old white white man yeah bands like you know completely boring and then the recent years they started to kind of pick back up right with like the attraction of being like a big female star, really. Right. Yeah. I do think that Rihanna is Super Bowl caliber. I think that she has the catalog. I think that she has the songs, the hits. To she get has us. some hits. She has hits. She she has, she has hits for what a 15, 13 minute set. She does. And it would be fun. It and would, would be, be fun. lively and yeah. upbeat. Yeah. But I appreciate that. She could turn it down. I really do. I don't think that's the real reason. Really? What do you think it I is? I think she couldn't pass that drug test. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, they screening? Oh, they got to screen the performer, too? Yes. Oh, gosh. You know she couldn't pass that drug test. Oh, gosh. Whatever. <laughs> no, I think that Rihanna, honestly, I think that she is a really, a real chick, and I think she's authentic, and she, okay. and she supports what she wants to support. Yeah, she and, has... That she's at that level now where she can she exactly can she can turn yeah. down things. Yes, yeah. you know, like Beyonce worked to get to this level of where she can tell she can go to the production of an award show and say, "This is how I want it done." Right. Yeah. You know, she she has that weight mm-hmm. that she can pull gravitas. Yeah, and I mean, if Rihanna was like maybe even three years ago in her career, like before Anti. She okay. and they offer her Super Bowl. She would have been doing Super Bowl. Oh, definitely. But now I think just given the current political climate, and I think well, also given the stratus with which her career is now sitting, right, she can turn it down. Yeah, I, think I still would have enjoyed the show. It would have. It would have been nice because she does, like you said, she does have the hits. She has. I think she's behind Mariah Carey and the Beatles. And oh, in terms of in number terms one, of number hits. one. Yeah, I yeah. think she has like fourteen. She has thirteen or fourteen, so she's like right up there. Right. So yeah, she does have you know that I, kind of power. And I still do think that she has the longest running number one. I no, think it, she does not. Is, I thought she beat Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. 
No, Mariah Carey has the longest number one. What song is that? One Sweet Day with Boys to Men. How many weeks? 16, I believe. Okay, you're the and authority then... on that. I'm not going to challenge you on Mariah Carey. But, right. <laughs> and also, um, Justin Bieber. They Who? tied with Despacito last summer. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But it took, you know, how many years for them, someone to even just tie for Okay. That, I thought but... the Umbrella. No. Was like 14 weeks. It may be 14, and I thought that but it that's beat, not the record. Um, that really big song from the bodyguard why am i blanking i will always love you yes i will always love you i do not know but she may have beat that record but she's not the longest number. okay well rihanna we are sad that rihanna. you won't be performing uh because we know maroon five is going to be wiggity yeah whack. they're not going to bring it uh, unless they bring like cardi <laughs> which they are they, yeah they're, they're, they're going to bring a lot of people have to but um but, i appreciate that you have convictions and, mm-hmm. you, and, and you put your money where your mouth is and right. you let it affect your pocket yeah. especially in a day and age where people are all about their bags and their paper <laughs> the you have some principles and that's to me very respectable well i read that the super bowl the nfl was looking for because in atlanta this year and okay. so they were looking for an artist who could satisfy that demographic a black artist? A black artist. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what are you really trying to say? Yeah. It's in Atlanta. And so, yeah, there's So, let's, been... go get, let's go get this Caribbean chick? I mean... I mean, you know who I love, and I just feel like... And this is on a tangent, yeah. but it's going with the Atlanta thing. I just... I really do love her, and I feel like her career just never took off the way it should have, and I think that she does have the range for what she does. Ooh. Sierra, I am a Sierra oh, fan. Yeah, I love yeah. Sierra. First of all, she's a gorgeous woman. Stunning. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's just stunning and beautiful to just look at. I can just look at her for hours. Okay. I think she's also a really sweet person. Her music bangs. I mean, like, granted, she's not... No, Remember that everybody made fun of her when she sung the national anthem? And it was like that meme... Like all them veins were sticking out yeah. her neck. And it's like, Sierra, you ain't never sung a song that require all of that. All of that. But, but I mean, what she does is good. And I think that, you know, to me, I feel like Janet should be kind of passing her baton. The torch. The torch, or rather, I'm thinking mm-hmm. track and field. Same thing, yeah. Pass the torch to uh-huh. Sierra. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I view them very much the same. Very you similar. know how much I love Janet. That whisper, like. Yeah, the whisper, the breathy. Yeah. Don't really sing, but Not they'll a hit vocal, you. But... What They'll a good dance their ass off. A good eight count. Yeah. But I can see that. But Sierra, she doesn't have the catalog to do a Super At Bowl all. halftime show. No, she does not. We'll see what happens with this this whole halftime thing. But We'll see. I mean, I'm yeah. not probably going to watch because it's Maroon 5. I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. I'll check on Black Twitter and see what they say. Well, speaking of Black Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> did you see last week? Um, I think it was like the middle of last week. There was a story... Mm-hmm. that went kind of like viral right. on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. There was a lot last week. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a lot. But this in this particular story, there's this woman mm-hmm. and she's viewed... You know how now they have those fancy yeah. doorbells? Yeah, like, like we... Ring, ring. Nest. Yeah, we talked about those. Yeah. Right. Like the um, K. Michelle. Yes, <laughs> yes. The K. Michelle. Right. So now, I guess like you can see on your phone who's mm-hmm. at your door yeah. at any time of the day, which is great and cool. Yeah. So this woman... It's nighttime. It's a black and white video. Yeah. She's running up to the door, carrying a baby like a doll. Yeah. And has a bag in her left hand. Basically slings the baby and the, the um bag mm-hmm. into the porch, turns around and runs away. Yeah. And now this woman, she is Kiera Woods. The article I read didn't really have an age for her. Okay. But I'm going to peg her in like her mid-20s. She gave this 
phone interview and she yeah. sounded very, very defensive. Very defensive. She had lots of excuses mm-hmm. and her story did not make it sense. It didn't add up to me. Now, you can't get one past me. Mm-mm. I poke all the holes. <laughs> I find all the um, non sequiturs. I find when it don't make the it connections make aren't linked. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make sense. Yeah, you you can't get one past me. Mm-hmm. So again, so this woman drops off this baby, rings the doorbell, and runs. Which and this happened in Spring, Texas, and she says that her best friend's aunt was in the hospital. That was the original story. So her best friend was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and she had to drop the baby off to the father's home, the child's father, okay. the child's father's okay. home. In, but then, uh, after some time, the story is now changed. changed yeah. Now, when your story changes, that shows lack of credibility yeah. within your story. Yeah. So now the story is, there wasn't a hospital situation, but she was helping her best friend's aunt, hmm. who needed to deliver the two-year-old child to the father, but could not do so because the father's wife had a restraining order against her. Against Against the mom or against, against the mom. Okay. So she was then... employing the help of her niece's best friend. Makes no sense to me. So I'm like, you ain't got nobody else that can nobody. help you in this situation. Yeah. And okay, that's not how restraining orders work. Right. One. Yeah. A restraining order is going to give you a solid 500 feet. Mm-hmm. Now, Ms. Kiara Woods, when she dropped that baby off, ran more than 500 feet. <laughs> you know, with dangling that baby like a raggedy yeah. man doll yeah. in, that, in that bag. <laughs> she could have sat her behind in the car yeah. and someone else could have walked the baby up to the door. Yeah. Also, parents, you see them do it all the time at the McDonald's parking lot, at the Target, yep, at the Walmart. At they meet up. They do the exchange. It's, it's that it's awkward. They don't like even, a, yeah, they don't even talk. talk. Yeah. You know, you, you meet up and do an exchange. Why didn't y'all organize that? Yeah. So you're going to give your two-year-old child to a, a, a young woman right. who's never met the father, right. never met the stepmother, doesn't know where they live. She puts the address into her GPS. <laughs> Apparently, she can't read. Or, or, or... GPS be messing up these days. GPS so. do be messing up. Have you up. taken an Uber lately? Uber drivers are just... Yeah. They don't think. Cause, <laughs> tangent. <Anyway>. Yeah. <laughs> where I live is like on like the corner of the block. Without fail, every time, the Ubers will, like, you know, they'll say, like, we're one minute away. Yeah. And they'd be pressed as hell, like, yeah. you need to get down here real yeah, quick. I'm here, yeah. So I like to be punctual. Without fail, every time the Uber will drive right past me and yeah. I'm, like, waving, like, hey. Yeah. And they have to go all, all the, the way, way around. around the block. But back to the <laughs> address. Yeah. She was given an address. She clearly was running so fast with the baby, she couldn't have read the address on the door. And then also the father was not even home. He wasn't even home at the So the mother didn't even contact the father to make sure that he'd be able to receive the child. Yeah. Her story's not adding up. It's not adding up to me. In any responsible adult, and not even adult, because I don't know what's up with the the children and the youth today. It's these new school... I don't know, but when even when I was twelve, mm-hmm. I had to go get my sister from the bus stop. Mm-hmm. I knew to wait for her. Right. I knew to like, you know, there had to be the the bus driver had to pass her off to me. Mm-hmm. We did a head nod. Yeah. I held her hand. Yeah. We walked we'd back walk to the back. house. Yeah. There were certain as a twelve year old, I had you a responsibility. That. Yeah, she's a grown woman, grown ass woman, and she's like, y'all are trying to make me the scapegoat. This is the mother's fault. I was just, I'm an innocent bystander. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> No, sweetie, you're very yeah. defensive. Yeah. You threw a, a two-year-old child 
up on a on a porch of a home and you didn't even wait for someone to come to the door. She like literally ran got out the car, ran up to the door, rang the doorbell and turned around completely. Yeah. And didn't even check to make sure that the check. baby got in the house. Yeah. And she said, Oh, well, it was cold out. Honey, you live in Spring, Texas. Well. Well, I mean, maybe she's not used to these north these, these northeast colds. <laughs> but she's like, I ran back to the car because I, I was cold and I ain't had no jacket. But the kid was still standing there. Thank you. Thank with, with no jacket. With no jacket on. So again, it's just her story don't make sense. I do think that she should be charged with child endangerment because that to me was beyond the pale, and it's not something that she should have. Yeah. She should not have done. If she did not feel comfortable volunteering or helping out in this instance, mm-hmm. she had the agency to say no. Yeah. And she did not. But when you take the care of a child, you know when you assume that care, you need to do yeah. it correctly. Yeah. She and okay, she had the wrong address. Fine, things happen, but she should have stood she there with the child there until, and verified yeah. that the child was with the proper person. Right. But I also am looking sideways at the mother. Definitely. But that does not negate the fact that Miss Kiara Woods says you might need to do a little fine. You know, pay a little fine, have this little charge, endangering the welfare of a child. The sad thing but is that do- it may affect some of her you know, employment prospects in yeah. the future in terms of working with children. But to me, what she did was just egregious. So do the parents, especially the mother, does she, I mean, cause she's culpable too. She has to assume that responsibility and fault too. Sure. Sure. But I think that because the mother entrusted another adult yeah. and that adult mm-hmm. dropped the ball so massively yeah and you know and now she's trying to kick it back on the mom Mm -hmm. no that's why you i don't take care of nobody's children that's very very serious (laughs) you know if they're not related to me if they're not yeah and even when they are i'm nervous (laughs) about taking care of my own right you know niece and and nephews because i don't want nothing to happen on my watch Mm -hmm. i don't want anything to happen on my watch and yeah kids move fast Anything can happen. Yeah. That kid just looked, he just looked dazed. He did not know what was going on, like whose house he was at, you and, know. Right. It's just this, this, and again, I, I, I'm, I probably sound old saying this, but it's just this newer generation. I feel like they just don't have no clue of just well, what's socially acceptable. Yeah. And I can't help but feel like she was laughing in the video, smiling. She, was trying to just get to the club yeah. or trying to go do whatever she needed yeah. to do. And the child was just an inconvenience yeah. and a burden and preventing her from, from what she wanted from, to do. You know, twerking. Yeah. <laughs> what? Nothing. I mean, I just feel like she hadn't, ne- I mean, she didn't have anywhere to be allegedly. Like why was she in such a rush to, because she was cold in spring, Texas in October. I mean, lies. Yeah. My thing is, I would, and this is the thing, I would have respected her if she would have just she, been like, I don't like children. And I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get back to my man's house because I had a dick appointment. That's probably what it was. I would have been like, okay, girl. Like, I mean, we understand. I got it. But for her to be out here, like, grasping at straws yeah. and making all these lies and yeah. deflecting, just because, own your shit. Yeah. When I first heard it, it was the hospital story. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, that makes sense. I was like, and then she didn't know the father, the baby's father. So, you know, maybe, you know, I'm trying to like give, I'm trying to like make it okay for her. Right. You know? Give her the benefit. Give her of the, the doubt. benefit of the doubt. Like, okay. Like maybe she just did not know. But the more I watched the video, I was like, girl, Mm-mm. it's no excuse. Yeah. It's no excuse. Yeah. Cause I could understand to the point where, oh, I showed up at the wrong door. 
But then when she turned and like hauled ass to right. get back to her car and left that kid there and and, and drove off and drove yeah like with no care no concern about is, what I have like she didn't even wait for the people to come to come the to the door. door like even I have grown friends who are in their thirties mm-hmm. and if we're out and I'm dropping them off at their house yeah I make sure you that sit they and get, wait I sit and wait until they get through the door yeah, like do people not even do? know that and Apparently you left not. a toddler uh, yeah a toddler a toddler unacceptable i do hope that you know um the prosecutor's office in spring texas does bring charges against her i'm mm-hmm. sorry yeah because it's just unacceptable yes well let's what's another category Child. let's just keep on going keep pushing i feel like this is a, a slow news week this past it week. it has been um but you know we like, need that in america yeah. sometimes we need to just slow down focus mm-hmm. pay attention to like actually what is really going on so right. isn't it nice when Kanye's out of the country <laughs> <laughs> I think he's back now, but he's oh, off Twitter. No, actually, no, because he and Snoop Dogg had a little Uh-oh. Twitter exchange. But okay. it was all love. It was no drama. Allegedly. No, it was. So Snoop, either he was trying to start drama or throw shade or whatever. So he mentioned something about the whole Kim Kardashian and Drake situation. And what so situation? Snoop was alleging that Drake actually slept with Kim Kardashian, uh, but the Drake and Kanye beef doesn't even ha- it doesn't even involve her. It involves like the dude from the clips. What's his name? Um, you know, I don't really know rappers like yeah, that. Yeah, but anyway, that's a, he's irrelevant. But um, so basically, uh, Kanye just tweeted a picture of him wearing a Snoop Dogg shirt, and he was like, "All love." So <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but anyway, Kanye's friend Donald Trump. Wait, wait, wait. What's the next category? Can you give us a... We need to give a proper introduction to the categories now. We be slacking. We are. What's the next category, Maurice? Category is won't be erased. Okay. That's the new hashtag. Hashtag won't be erased. The person who claims he's the president (laughs) has introduced a new bill or the Trump administration... Huh. You were the way you were talking right now. <laughs> you sound exasperated. I'm over it. Okay, continue. Okay, so the Trump administration has introduced legislation that he wants to basically. I'm trying to find the exact wording. They want to narrowly define gender in a move that would dramatically reduce federal protections and recognition of transgendered people. Okay. So in this memo, which was um, released from the Trump administration, they want the Department of Health and Human Services to define gender as binary and assigned or defined at birth. Okay. And there's, mm-hmm. and I guess it'd be like an immutable characteristic determined by male or female genitalia, right? At birth, immutable, saying like you know it cannot, it cannot be, be changed. changed at all. Got it. Right. Um, the sex listed on a person's birth certificate as originally issued shall constitute the definitive proof of a person's sex unless rebutted by reliable genetic evidence. Okay. That is the wording. So, it's okay. So, I honestly didn't know much about this. Okay. And just. It's very new. This I think this was today. Yeah, I think this. Well, it kind of happened over the weekend. Okay, I believe. But it started to get. But I think that you know I kind of disconnect on the weekend sometimes from social media and the internet. Mm -hmm. 
so I think I kind of encountered it like today. I saw a lot yeah, of things on yeah. um, social media mm-hmm. related to you know trans people and the movement and the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this as a G in the LGBT or the GBTL or the BLC elemental P. I feel as though I'm trying to find the right words to say this because it's a sensitive topic mm-hmm. and I'm trying to choose my words very, very deliberately and be impeccable with my word. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, as I think that some people who are not members of the LGBT community mm-hmm. lump us together. All is one, yeah. Because by virtue of the acronym, mm-hmm. we're all just this, this one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I think of everyone in that LGBT, mm-hmm. I know least about the T. The T. Correct. Yeah. You know? Same. Same. Here. And that's just I'm just admitting. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more a lot more work that I need to do as a gay man to understand the plight and the struggle yeah. of uh, uh, trans people mm-hmm. and what they go through. But at the same time, it's not their job to teach me. I can do Googles. Mm-hmm. I can watch some documentaries. Yeah. I can educate myself. Yeah. I shouldn't have to burden them on top of everything else that they're burdened with mm-hmm. systematically yeah. uh, to, to, to teach me. Yeah. I, I understand that. But like, even for me, it's hard with the whole gender pronouns. Yeah. And I'm, I was, I was reading something. I think it was, it was on Philly mag or something, but someone was talking about like, you know, you can't tell someone's gender identity based upon their appearance. Their appearance right. So I think that like they were arguing that you should, by default, refer to everyone as something neutral. Neutral. They, them. Right. But to me, I think it's just hard because the they, them is it's plural. plural. Yeah. That's and, my, that's my, yeah. And if I'm referring to an individual, it's singular. It's singular, yeah. But I, I'm I'm incorporating it. And, but to me, it's hard to, to default start referring to everyone as, as they, they, them. Yeah. I think that I, I refer to people how I perceive them, right? Which I think is the natural. And if you correct me, reaction. yeah, absolutely, exactly, I will refer exactly. to you the way that you yeah. like to be referred to. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little bit hard, or it's 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 even as a gay person, mm-hmm. I feel a little like, damn, like what else can I do when mm-hmm. when I feel like that's not enough, you know? So right. I think that okay, but that's not even to the point <laughs> of this movement. Yeah, but I'm, well, I'm saying this to say that even as a gay person, it's hard for me dealing with all the sensitivities around trans yeah. issues. But what the Trump administration is trying to do is just beyond, and, and, and it's, an, it's, it's an attack yeah. on the trans community. It's an attack on this country. Why? Mm-hmm. And I also, I think I might have read some, some different things in you. I read something about a, a case that's being brought in the state court in Texas and also through the Fifth Circuit and the federal courts in Texas. Yeah, I didn't read that. Basically, a lot, most municipalities mm-hmm. have laws protecting uh, LGBT people mm-hmm. from, you know, housing, employment, yeah. job, you know, housing, employment, and, you know, health, access to health care, right, yeah. discrimination yeah. based upon their sexual orientation yeah. or gender identity. Mm-hmm. Which are two different things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. in the Commonwealth where we are, if you go out into some of the counties, Montgomery County, you know, Carbon County or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, though sexual orientation mm-hmm. and gender identity are not protected classes. Right. Yeah. But in Philadelphia County, where we reside, 
It, it is. is a protected class, yeah. but that's a municipal law. So there's a. I know that there's a court case that's being brought, and it's so strategic. These Republicans are so so smart mm-hmm. and left leaning people. I think we need to organize better see. and be focused exactly in the way that Republicans are. Yeah, because I think that once Kavanaugh got confirmed, yeah, all these cases that are very, very conservative mm-hmm. started getting Start filed. Getting, exactly. Both in the state courts. Mm-hmm. That way, if it gets to the Supreme Court at the state level, mm-hmm. then it'll get into the federal courts yeah. and up to the Supreme Court yeah. and then filed in the federal courts Which, so that it can go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And now that we have a Supreme Court that's yeah. like, you know, five majority conservative, mm-hmm. it, it, it's so, so strategic. Yeah. But now they're saying that, you know, municipalities protect people from housing discrimination, mm-hmm. job discrimination, and mm-hmm. they're saying that that's a violation of people's religious freedom or yeah. the Religious Freedom Act or something yeah. like that. But to me, just how is me, how is giving someone protections yeah, a an infringement mm-hmm. on your ability to practice your religion? Right. One don't got nothing to do with nothing the other. Nothing to do with the other. But that, I mean, that just goes to show, this is why I keep saying that, you know, instead of being so caught up on passive activism we need to really get out there and get educated on these issues and also you know get out there get registered to vote go vote do these things because i'm not surprised that the trump administration did something like this because on day one of you know since the inauguration trump has been you know kind of pushing this or his administration has been pushing this anti-LGBT agenda. Because he tried to trans people from the military. From the military, yeah. On the inauguration day, the LGBT page on the White House website vanished, disappeared. We want these rights. We want this acceptance and visibility. But, you know, people who had the apathy to not vote, this is now the situation that we're in. Right. And I think that sometimes, and I I will draw a distinction, and I'm going to speak in generalities, so please don't be personally offended. But I think that sometimes left-leaning people or democratic-leaning people, however you want to phrase it, are a little bit more informed because they're yeah. oftentimes more educated. More educated they more. usually lived in coastal cities. Yeah. They have access to more information. Mm-hmm. They also just live in more diverse areas, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that Republicans are sometimes more middle, middle America, more homo- homogenous communities, yeah. and um, oftentimes not as educated not, or, or don't exposed. have ex- access to mm-hmm. certain resources, like you said, exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that both groups are victims of groupthink. Yeah, and can't be critical and can't question. Mm-hmm. But I think that the distinction is that the Republicans get behind one thing, and even if it don't make even sense, even it to doesn't them, make sense, they push it. They push it. Whereas with Democrats, I think there's a lot of infighting. Yeah, and instead of us, you know, we're, like, we're upset about Melania's fierce ass outfits. <laughs> it in, was in, fierce in, yeah. in Africa, and I might get hate on that, but she I served mean, looks. I loved I her looks. Secretly live for her fashions. Only for fashions, though. I like some of her fashions, too. I I, I love a blazer just draped just over drape. the shoulder. <laughs> so bougie. What is the point of this? Nothing. Um, But I, I, I live for her Africa yeah. fashions. I, I live for her pith hat and yeah. it all. And free, hate me if you want. Free Melania. But is that really, but like, the fact that people talk about Melania is like, even she, I agree with her. Don't talk about me. What yeah, talk about like, me what for? Is, yeah. There's so many other things to talk Going about. On. Like... Yeah this memo that he's trying to pass yeah yeah i mean without question or without explanation one day he just fired 
everyone on the Presidential Advisory Council for HIV and AIDS. Wow. No explanation, nothing. Wow. And even he failed to recognize the LGBTQ Pride Month. Yeah. No. I remember Obama used to light up the White House in in the the rainbow. rainbow colors. Yeah. But nothing. Am I surprised? No. Am I upset? Yes. I'm just tired of being upset. And I feel like everyone's so upset and so just frustrated. But we need to use our frustration and go actually go vote. Mobilize a little better. Yeah, mobilize a lot better. But I read something like I think like only 20% of people under 26 like vote in midterm elections. Which is a problem because people think it doesn't matter. People think that the only election that matters is the presidential, presidential election every four years. But no, it's we have representatives and congress and senators that we need to right and you know your politicians on your local levels mm-hmm. are going to be most of us important yeah so again everyone when is election day we should just encourage the people to go vote november 6th i believe it's yes yeah, november 6th so everyone yes, make sure I'm, i mean uh, at the time of this recording uh, a lot of state registration voter registration deadlines have passed, have passed. uh but if you are registered to vote, yeah, please go vote November six. If you're not registered to vote, it's very easy. Yeah. Do your Googles, get it done. Get it done. Also, go online and check your status. Yeah, to make sure that you, you know, are registered to vote and still active. Right. But and read. And you know, I was again. I feel like I don't even watch TV. Mm-hmm. I really need to cancel my cable because I see a lot of. Again, we live in this snippet society mm-hmm. this cultural society but i saw something about remy ma you know i love remy ma <laughs> but she's been saying like problematic things but then she says like really smart things but she was on some couch yeah hip-hop yeah round table discussion i saw it on instagram and she was basically saying like i have no problem with white people saying the n-word and i was like oh no girl no 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 and the, the black girl was looking at her she looked, like she, she was, was mean mugging her across that she looked like she was gonna jump across that yes table. but then remy ma also said very valid stuff like look you know, you need to vote on the local level. Yeah. You need to get informed. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll go stand online for sneakers, right. but you're not going to stand online to vote. To go vote. Right. Can't argue with her there. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's just like the things that we get so riled up about, but we don't do anything, you know, Right. But the afterwards. sneakers are going to give you an instant return on that investment. For exactly. Or, people, the, or for waiting for that iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. But when they cut in your health care right. and they're taking away your rights and they're uh, allowing for your loved ones to be legally discriminated against. Yeah. Okay, so so great. You have an iPhone, but <laughs> what, what outlet you going to plug it into if you can't go get an apartment? Right. What uh, email you going to check if you can't get a job? Right. I mean, but people don't think You know, how you going to check your uh, steps but then can't even get no no doctor's appointment. Right. Because you ain't got no health care. No health care. No Obamacare. See? Get your priorities right. See? Mm. Well, that was... Do we have any more categories? I'm done with the cat. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. All right. Well, that was... We, it was a light week. It was, but that was that was heavy. It was... Yeah, it was heavy. It was I'm, a little substantive. Just, yeah. And we, we did some little politicking. Yeah. Well, encouraging people to be active and engaged. Yes. So please... Go out and vote, people. Yes. Vote. Be engaged. Yeah. Be a citizen. Vote. Yeah. Serve on jury duty, too. I'll talk about that another day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, we are very excited. We're very excited for this next word. <laughs> we feel so, so legitimate. We are, like, actually real because we have a 
listener letter. letter. Actually, two, two. listeners. Two. We had two. Two. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We had two listeners write in and ask us questions, uh, which we're going to read yeah. out to you guys. I'm a little nervous because who is it? Is it Dr. Ruth? Is that who I'm thinking of? You know, I don't know. Remember the column back in the day? You write in it. Oh, ask yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not like, sure if I. <laughs> dear Abby. Oh, dear Abby, yes. <laughs> who was Dr. Ruth? Dr. Ruth had. She had those two. She had the sex question? Yeah, it was more like sex. Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, I would be Dr. Nasty. Ruth then. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, ooh, I don't know who I am to be giving advice, but hey, we're going to go mean, with we're it. Gonna, yeah. We really want to encourage listener engagement. Mm hmm. Um, so here we go. Um, I'll take the first one. Okay. Oh, do you mind? Do you want to take the first one? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You sure? I'll do the first one. Okay, then. you do the first okay, one. Okay, I'll do the first one. So I'm going to do the first listener letter, you guys. So this letter is from B. She did not say where she was from uh, in the letter. So I'll just hop in and read it, I okay. guess. All right. So she says, hi, Justin and Maurice. Love the pod. You guys are great. Thanks, V. She says, I have a friend I've known for close to 15 years. We were always out and about, ready to get into any and everything. Our nights always ended up in a drunken stupor. I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no comment. Back in the day. but um, this, this weekend. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was sick. <laughs> um, so back to that. So it was fun for many years. Eventually, I left the area started working full-time and settled down. I'm no longer at a place in my life where bar hopping and puking is fun. That's, yeah, puking is never fun. Um, whenever this friend came and came around to visit, I already know that that is their mentality to continue the party lifestyle, but I'm not interested. What do I do with this friend? I don't want to get rid of them, but I'm also not interested in their idea of quote unquote fun anymore. Fee. That's a good question. I can relate to this question on a number of levels because on one hand, you've known this person for 15 years. That's a substantial amount of time in your life. Like V doesn't say her age, but 15 years is a long time. I'm I'm going to guess that V is in the age of like, maybe like 25 to 35. I could say it in that range. I was thinking like, 20, I would say like late 20s. Right, because V said she, well, she said she moved away. She's, uh-huh. She settled down. She settled, settled down. down. Okay. So I'm thinking like she's been right. out of college for a little bit. Right. So to mid 30s, something, you know, 27, 28, maybe like 30, right. 3, 35 at the latest. Because I'm thinking maybe she met this friend in college. Maybe. Yeah. When you meet someone like around that age you know you like to have fun you like to go out you like to party you like to go clubbing and go you know to the frat parties and drink because that's what college is about but sometimes you when you graduate when you move on when you get settled in your career those days are kind of behind you for most people for a lot of people i think that you know once you start working and once you settle down and once you're kind of past that point where it doesn't interest you anymore I mean, that's valid, but I wouldn't necessarily get rid of this friend or even kind of look at this friend differently because maybe that friend hasn't settled down. Maybe that friend, you know, still likes those things. And it also depends, like, how often do you see this friend? Is it they want to go out every weekend? 
did you move away and they only come into town like yeah. maybe once every two three years yeah because it's still like when they come into town yeah so i think a little a, a few more details would have been helpful in, in this yeah. one but we do grow and i think maybe you and the friend are growing at different rates or in different directions but at the core you have to look at the friendship at the core right. to say hey is this my ride or die friend you know we've known each other for 15 years um substantial amount of time in my life am i willing to give that up just because she wants to go out one night every three four years when i see her right and like have fun and maybe the friend is also kind of wanting to relive those college nights or for those, the nostalgia for the, just for the nostalgia you know it's but just see, like again this past weekend me and my good college girlfriend mm-hmm. we had a fun week night or weekend yeah, yeah. but we just realized our bodies can't sustain what we used to yeah i mean for me the i'm gonna say this i think that i of course not unsurprisingly have a little bit of a different approach mm-hmm. to maurice to me it sounds like your friend is what i call a frou-frou-la friend mm-hmm. and to i could see for that. listeners my definition of a frou-frou-la friend is a friend where it's not very heavy. This person doesn't know your deepest, darkest secrets. Mm -hmm. Uh, This person would never um, be your emergency contact. (laughs) You're not going to pick up a brick and go fight you know yeah you're not keying somebody's car you're not keying somebody's car yeah this is like a real light and airy fun low maintenance Mm -hmm. friendship okay y'all don't cry on each other's shoulder Mm -hmm. it's just drinks fun gossip kiki yeah it's real light and that's fine sometimes you need those friendships sometimes you do need those friends and those friendships are important as the deep ones sometimes because we all have friends that serve different purposes different purposes in your life that's true um but maybe this purpose is not one that you need fulfilled anymore or not fulfilled in this well, way. In that way, yeah. And I think that if I were you, V, I would do one of two things. Mm-hmm. I, well, what I would do, because my personality <laughs> is yeah. this, I would just straight up tell her. Tell her what, though? What's it there to say? I would tell her, you know, girl, you know, I've known you for 15 years. Mm-hmm. We cool. We go way back. But um, we can still hang out. Yeah. But I'm not down for doing car bombs and dancing <laughs> in the bar. Yeah. Now, if you want to go do a bombless brunch mimosa, that's more I'm my down speed. for that. Yeah, I'm down for that. You know, it's not. Yeah. I think so. Try to redirect it into yeah. something where you both can have an enjoyable time yeah. and, and still maintain that friendship. That friendship, yeah. I get that you don't want to be out every night drinking. Yeah. And that's fine. And, you know, especially if you're settled down, you ain't in these bars trying to find yeah. a Trying to find a man. Maybe your friend is trying to find a man. But communicate your boundaries. Right. Or what you could also do, which I think like a lot of people do because they're not confrontational, mm-hmm. is let it fizzle. Just, yeah. Let it fade to black. I don't know. Um, you know, decline invitations to go out. Mm-hmm. Be busy when she comes to town. Or just don't be in town. <laughs> or just don't reply. You know, don't reply. <laughs> kind of let that friendship unfold. But you know, for me, I I it just depends on your personality. Because yeah. I, I don't... I, I don't want to ghost a friend of 15 years. Yeah, that's, yeah. Just politely let her know, like, you know, our lives are in different places. Mm-hmm. And I can totally relate because I've lost, let me not say this. Well, no, I'll say it. I'll stand to it. Mm-hmm. I've lost friends to marriage. I've lost <laughs> friends to babies. Did they die? Well, not lost. They did not die. And I still have it love changes. for them. But the dynamic of the friendship changes. Right. You know, like... The friendships just, they, they do, they change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and when I say I've lost some friends, I have actually lost some friends. We mm-hmm. no longer maintain contact. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not mad at them. Yeah. 
I don't hold it against them. I just recognize that, you know, when they had a child, I, you know, at 22, mm-hmm. I was trying to trying to bar hop and exactly so your it's pants just, and puke you know the and they're talking about pampers and it's just different yeah, priorities yeah but then you know i do have some friends where they have children mm-hmm. uh they've gone on and gotten married mm-hmm. and the dynamic we are still, still friends, friends but yeah. the dynamic of the friendship right. has changed right. so i think that you just have to decide is mm-hmm. the dynamic of the friendship going to change yeah. or are we just not going to be friends or just not going to be friends anymore i don't i mean i don't think that going wanting to go out you know with your friend every you know how often whenever she comes in town whenever you go into town is a is a reason to end a friendship like my uh friend base like i've said before is kind of dispersed and so you know when friends kind of do come into town that's their expectation like we're gonna go we're gonna have fun like we used to do for the nostalgia and sometimes i just i don't feel like it Right. But sometimes you just have to suck it up and say that, you know, hey, they're only in town for a few days, a night, whatever. This one time I'm going to go. Because it's not like you do that on the regular. It's just like, you know, for your friend. And so that's kind of the sacrifice I make sometimes because I have one friend who he comes into town once, twice a year. And he wants to go out. He wants a club. He wants to bar up. He wants to do all these things. Ooh, that, that sounds exhausting. It does. Uh, it is a little bit. But I mean, at the same time, I want to enjoy my friend. Right. Because we've had so many years of friendship and they still get me on that level. And, you know, you want to spend time with them. You don't want. I could see where V kind of doesn't want to cancel on the friend or ghost their friend. But sometimes you do have to just suck it up and go. I don't say I don't believe that. Don't, don't, if, <laughs> don't go nowhere you don't want to go. Don't do nothing you don't want to do. I mean, if <laughs> you can compromise, you can compromise. You yeah. know, you, it can't be your way all the time. Look, if you want to go do a nice fancy dinner, then your friend mm-hmm. wants to turn up. Then hey, you have to balance, you have to it balance out. out. Yeah, but that's for you to decide. V, I think we gave you some good options. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we don't know your personality. Yeah. Um, but just do you know? Do what you feel best. Do what you feel is best. I'd say don't give up on a friendship of that long. Without reason. Like, if that bitch, you know, did something dirty to you, grimy, cut her off. True. But, you know, if it was just... If she just wants to... I mean, she just wants to go out have a good time. And you can also, like, kind of change it up. Like, okay, girl, we're going to go to this dinner. Right. Before... And then we're gonna go, you know, kiki at the bar for a little bit, and so then you have some food on your stomach so yeah. that way you're not vomiting, yeah. or, or, mm. or you are vomiting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, but just good luck, finesse it, <laughs> finesse it, girl. Yeah. All right, work it out. So, want me to do the second letter? Yes. Okay. So the this, second letter. Uh, this one's a, a bit much. <sighs> the second letter's from Sierra, and no, it's not from from the your <laughs> <laughs> not Sierra from Atlanta, not, not my goodies. Automatic. Supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. Not that no, Sierra. No, not that Sierra. Okay. Um, this person, she just said, call her Sierra. Okay. And her letter goes, I had a serious boyfriend in college. Mm-hmm. While we dated, he was great in the beginning. But after about a year, I found out he was cheating. We had always talked about getting married and having kids. And I was there for him during hard times. I really loved him and decided to stay to try to make it work. Well, that didn't last long, and throughout the remainder of our relationship, he continued his cheating ways and didn't even attempt to hide it. We broke up. A couple of years later, I saw on social media, through mutual friends, that he got married. He recently had a baby. I'm happily married now, 
but when I saw he had a baby, something about it made me feel some type of way. I have no interest in being with him at all, but I think I'm frustrated because he did all of these things before me, mm-hmm. getting married and having a baby. When it was something we had discussed, and I guess I wish I did it first so that he could see what he missed out mm-hmm. on. Am I crazy for feeling like this? Yes. Should I just cut out our mutual social media friends so I don't see his life updates and feel salty. Sierra. Girl. <laughs> mm, you need to take a drink on that. Um, take a sip. Sierra, a few things stuck out to me in your letter. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes to intention. I do believe... Okay, so, uh, okay. Part of me does not believe that you're over him. Clearly not. Because if you were... You wouldn't give a damn what he was doing in his life. Yeah. However, I also can understand the competitiveness. Right. Of, you know, especially I think someone in their early 30s, you know, which I'm, because you said you were in college, you're married now. I'm I'm just speaking for myself. Well, she says she is married now. Yeah. Okay. But he got married and had children. She doesn't have children. Oh, I am happily married now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, she, so she's now married. Okay. She does not have children, I guess. He went on and married someone else mm-hmm. and now has children now has, yeah. or a child. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, like I'm in my early 30s. A lot of my peers are getting married and having mm-hmm. children. That's yeah. just what they're that's, doing. That's how it is. So when you aren't doing that, you feel like you're not keeping up with the Joneses, if you will. The Kardashians. Or the Kardashians. Well, child. You know, I want to keep up with them. <laughs> but I think that what you have to do for yourself the is be content and happy with, with where you are you got, yeah. with what you got and you know especially social media again is so mm. so troublesome yeah um and for me i've had a battle with social media because i feel like a lot of good can come from it but also just in terms of my mental health it's good for me to not be on social media sometimes mm-hmm. And because I do that comparison, mm-hmm. oh, so-and-so bought a house. I don't have this. Oh, so-and-so mm-hmm. goes on all these vacations. I don't go on that. I yeah. can't afford that. So it, it, but people are only showing you the good. Right. Not the bad. Right. You don't know. They eat ramen noodles. You know, he probably cheated on his wife. Right. <laughs> like he was cheating on you in college. Right. You don't know. But I think you just need to be happy for what you have with your now husband. And I think that. You also have to recognize that you're not the same woman or girl, girl. that you were when you were in college yeah. and that you've made better life decisions for yourself now. And I'm, that's not to say that you can't wish him the best and want him to have all great mm-hmm. things. But, you know, focus on you and and don't feel like it's a competition it's because not. that's where the saltiness is coming Comes from. Yeah. Because you feel like on some level you're losing. Yeah. When it's not a competition. Right. Just focus on being the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. Focus on making your marriage as strongest and healthiest that it can be. Mm-hmm. And everything will work itself out. Yeah. You well, know? Yeah. And you acting like people out here is just planning to have babies like they ain't old accidents. Right. And uh-ohs. And like, okay, let me go ahead and marry her. So. Right. Right. Like, you don't, you know, you don't know, you don't the know everything. You don't know the backstory behind that picture. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like with V's letter. I, with V's letter? Oh, wait, so Ciara's letter. I'm sorry. So I feel like with Ciara's letter that there is a level of competition there. And also is you're still in your feelings. You feel some kind of way about this because you 
are looking at it like I was there for him in college. He cheated on me and I stuck in there to work it out. And we talked about getting married. We talked about having kids and you feel kind of cheated out of that for some kind of reason. I mean, you feel like you were there through all these hard times and, you know, you stuck, you made the choice to stay in there and it didn't work out. But then, you know, you see that he's married, he's having a baby, he's doing this, he's not, he's moving on with his life. But you kind of feel like, well, wait a minute. I was there with you for all of that. We talked about all of that, but you're doing that with someone else. And I would just say to Ciara, you know, sometimes people have to fuck it up. You know, you might not be that person for him, but going through that with you probably made him a better person. Like maybe he, you know, realized I fucked up. I made all these mistakes. I did this. I did that. You know, I'm trying. But now, you know, I'm in this new situation and I'm going to be a better person. So I would say to Ciara to, you know, look at how you helped his life out. You know, because maybe he is doing better. Maybe he has grown. No, maybe he has. Nobody wants to hear that, Maurice. Right. But no, no. Because let me tell you. No, the worst feeling mm-hmm. is when you're in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and you've poured and invested so much into them, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work out for for some reason. Right. But then someone else mm-hmm. gets to walk in after you and bear the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. That leaves one salty. I mean, and if that's and I, where Sierra was coming from, I get it. <laughs> I get, and that's the thing. I understand that. I, I, get, I made this person. Yeah. I contributed to yeah. what this person's yeah. become, and now you're going to come in mm-hmm. and have all the rewards. Yeah, that leaves one salty because you feel like you never got the return on your, on investment, your investment that you were owed. Yeah. There was that movie. I forget what it was, but it was this um, lady, and she put all this time like into kind of upgrading this guy, and he broke up with her like as soon as he. Cause she like got him braces. She right. <laughs> helped out his wardrobe. She got a haircut, like fixed him up, like got him in school, like all these things. And as soon as he finished all of that, he dropped her and she felt some kind of way because she's like, wait a minute. I put in all this she's time. She's all that? Was it she's all that? Well, she's all that. No, that's what made the that's girl That's Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, um, with the mom from the game. That's Sean BT. On BT. Yeah. Oh, I don't watch that. Show. Oh, anyway. But it was, it was like she was in some kind of movie and they did that. But yeah, but then she felt some kind of way afterwards because she's like, I invested all of this time into making you a better person or, you know, even but Ciara. You know, but this goes to a, a better dating. Uh, and this is kind of going not this is going to a larger scale mm-hmm. discussion and not really answering Sierra's question. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra, I think I've told you all that I'm going to tell you, you know what you what it is. And you know where you were writing from. Yeah. And I think we were very clear. Yeah. Uh, but I think it goes to an overarching question of how you approach dating. Which is? Stop dating people's potential. You can't date someone's potential. Stop trying to upgrade somebody. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make them something that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people do need that that assistance mm-hmm. or that boost or that, or that uplift. Mm-hmm. And great that you can give it to them. But I'm really of the school of thought where, you know, and again, I'm a very generous person. And I, I, if I'm with my, my my boo, I want you to be the best at everything. And yeah. I want to support you to do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to drain myself right. in order to do that. To, and I think when one drains themselves, mm-hmm, like she did, what she's doing. she compromised. She yeah. stayed with him after the cheating. Yeah. She endured more cheating. Mm-hmm. So she let go of her standard mm-hmm. to try to give him the opportunity and mm-hmm. the chance and that's why she saw yeah that's why because she didn't stand by 
her own her own standard mm-hmm. her own conviction. and she didn't prioritize prioritize herself. herself yeah so for me instead of pouring all this into someone else mm-hmm. who has no commitment to you mm-hmm. who has no obligations to you right. who can get up and leave anytime, anytime. pour all that into, into yourself. yourself yeah you know even through breakups like I, i've been in relationships where i poured into a person i feel mm-hmm. like i gave and gave and gave you and poured and oh child oh. <laughs> you're getting a little bit crossing the line there okay um but you know i i, I poured into people but like you know and going through the breakup i had to pour all that energy back, back into, into myself yourself. yeah and that's what makes you feel good mm-hmm. so pour that into your marriage right. because i also wonder how your husband's feeling honey i know because if you read this letter girl girl but um are you crazy for feeling like this you're not crazy i would say it's very it's human for her to feel like this i mean that's just human nature you feel a certain way about it um would you should you get rid of your social media girl no block him so you can't see his stuff right block because you don't want to limit your life in order to avoid his because that is just a whole nother thing but um yeah girl move on get over it yep push through (laughs) pour into your marriage with your man yeah and get some babies get some babies all right i'm so happy that we did our first set of listener letters yeah listeners please write in keep writing in you can email us at category is pod at gmail.com uh again just try to give us you know don't give us you know book chapter and verse Mm -hmm. on your situation try to keep it as succinct and cogent as possible concise um concise uh alliteration yeah but you know Give us also helpful information. Helpful mm-hmm. information is like your age, because that kind of lets us know where you where are at in your developmental yeah. period. Mm-hmm. You know, let us know where you live, because mm-hmm. sometimes that can affect that locality, can affect, can like affect how you, things. Yeah, look at things. So, yeah, right in. Mm-hmm. We want to do more of these questions. So, let's get to the next part of the show. The next part of the show is called I, I said, said What I Said. I said. Okay. So let do me, you want to say what you want to say? Can I go first? Okay. Because. We're all on our music thing here. We like our music. My I Say What I Said is y'all need to let dead people be dead. The other day, it was announced that there will be an Amy Winehouse hologram tour. (laughs) You can't even say that. I can't even say that straight. There will be an Amy Winehouse hologram tour in 2019. There will be a projection of the late singer she will perform digitally remastered arrangements of her songs backed by a live band. It will run for 75 to 110 minutes. As we all know, Amy Winehouse has passed away. Yeah. When was that? When was that? 2000 when? 14? No. Mm, it was before then. I don't know. It was 2011. 11. Yeah. It was 2011. So she's been dead for seven years at this point. My thing with the hologram tours is, well, first off, why would you go to watch a hologram tour? Um, can't you just watch can't, YouTube? Just home? get on YouTube. You want to see her videos, her performances, get on YouTube and make a playlist because they got all of them there. Her father, who is another problem, um, is the one who's like behind this. He wants to preserve her legacy and touch the people, the millions of people who meant everything to her. I have a problem with this because my my question with everything is who benefits from this? Right. Who in her estate, which is probably her father, is going to benefit from this tour? Like, in that documentary, her father. Oh my God. That, he was just, you know, pushing, 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 pushing and trying pushing. to monetize and capitalize yeah, on, on her. Everything. He was a leech. Yeah. And I... <sighs> 
Yeah, her father was problematic, number one. It was just too much. What I want to go to is to, to go to a concert to watch a hologram? I don't think so. For me, I take it really personal because Amy Winehouse is one of my favorite artists. I was big on her. My favorite album is Frank. I know that is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. Everyone well, people loves don't know Frank. Back to Black. Yeah. But I have a, there's a certain nostalgia mm-hmm. associated with yeah. the first time you hear an you artist. Hear an and artist. the first time I heard her was Frank. Mm-hmm. Most people was not on her until 2006, right. 2007 when she came out with Rehab. With, yeah. Which to me personally is her worst song. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like the deep cuts, but I love Frank because it's, a, it's I love jazz and it's a good jazz yeah. album. Um, but I also love it because it was the first Amy Winehouse CD that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's one of my faves, all time faves. Yeah, and I think as much as I would love to see her again, again for the I, nostalgia. You know, I I don't want to do it over hologram. Yeah. And to me, it kind of sullies and it and it cheapens mm-hmm. and it and it and it, it 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 discredits or dishonors her, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And I think that if I want to listen to Amy, mm-hmm. when I listen to Amy, it's a very particular, very yeah. specific mood. Yeah, yeah. I do it in the intimacy of my home, right? With uh, some wine or a stronger beverage. Yeah. And I get into my mood. I don't think that I want to be, and, and, and they're going to be doing this. I th- I think not even smaller or intimate venues. No, I feel like it's going to be a large, large stadium yeah, show. Yeah, Amy, that doesn't that wasn't true That's who she her. was as yeah. an artist. Yeah, so it just doesn't even feel. It doesn't feel like her. It doesn't feel authentic. And I can't support it. Yeah. I can't go. Yeah, I just feel like it is definitely someone trying to capitalize and trying to make some more money on her legacy because when even when they put out that um remember that they put out a cd right after she died with the lion lioness the lioness yes. and it was just these overly produced overly i didn't like it too much i did not like it i liked on there but not but to me it just was not it was just too much and like at that time, because you at that time they were trying to capitalize on she died. Let's get this money, right? You know, because the height, you know, is just a, no. a heightened awareness of her. But the songs were not produced correctly. You can find better performances of hers on YouTube. Right. For me, yeah. she was just she was the true epitome of an artist. Um, just vocally, mm-hmm. the decisions that she made as a vocalist were mm-hmm. so unique. She really studied her craft very very well. Yeah. Um, you know she. Was she lived a tortured life? Very tortured. And to me, it was, it was very sad. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people did wrong by her. Mm-hmm. And to me, to memorialize her and now posthumously mm-hmm. via a hologram seems like the highest level of just exploitation. Yeah. And I don't think that she would have wanted that. Right. And that's why. I'm not in support of I'm it. Not. I know that like Tupac has had oh, gosh, holograms. Yeah. I know that there was just remember they were doing the Whitney one, the Whitney with, hologram. Uh, um, I don't have the same emotional connection to those to artists no. that I have to to Amy. Yeah, so that's why I feel so strongly about mm-hmm. this. I, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't go. I would never go to that. Don't go. Don't support it, you guys. All right. Because mm. I know y'all like Amy, but y'all don't even really know. They Amy. don't even Songs know. Like that's that. the thing. Yeah. Y'all just know rehab. What's your favorite Amy song? Oh my god, wait. 
my favorite Amy. Yeah. I it depends on my mood, honestly. I like take the box, the live version though. Okay. Because she kills it. I like, um, well, actually, at one point in time, I had, um, it wasn't an Amy, it wasn't an original. Okay. It was, it's just a jazz standard. Yeah, yeah. But I love the Amy Winehouse jazz standard of No Greater Love. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I always envision myself that, getting yeah. married to that song. There is no... That is a really No really Greater good, Love yeah. is my favorite song. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Very simple. It's The song's only like a, a minute and a half. Yeah, it's very short. Um, but also, um, Valerie. Have uh, you heard like the acoustic version of I, Valerie? I, I've heard everything. I, yeah. Valerie's not my favorite. Uh, um, I like the acoustic version of that one. What's the one where she says? Oh, I, 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 I. Okay, we're not okay. going to get it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting emotional. Because <laughs> we'll go down. Yeah. We'll go down a we'll rabbit hole. hole. And we'll never come up. Okay. All right. Um, so my said what I said this week. There's kind of a through line. It's funny, guys. I'm mm-hmm. just speaking candidly. You know, obviously there's some planning that goes into these podcasts and episodes. Maurice and I talk and we plan, but it, it, it's always interesting when we're doing this in real time mm-hmm. recording and I kind of can see a through line or a theme, if you will. But my I said what I said this week <laughs> is about self-care. I support self-care. Me too. This but... is an ad for self-care, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say what I need to say about how... Mm-hmm. Self-care has been co-opted. It has. By social media, by trendiness. Self-care is not new, my friends. Self-care has been around since the beginning of time. Self-care is a practice. But now it has a hashtag and has Mm -hmm. this cute little phrase. We all do things that we do to take care of ourselves. And I'm glad that in today's discussion about mental health and wellness, that self-care is being discussed. And it is being discussed on platforms like, you know, Twitter and Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook and other social media. Mm -hmm. But my problem with self-care is that it is... I feel like when things become really popular, mm-hmm. you ever like have you ever been into something in the very beginning? Yeah. And it felt and then, very authentic and yeah, real yeah. And, and, and and um purposeful. Yeah. It, it was a lot it was, there was an alignment yeah. with what it with, with the was. intention yeah. of the idea. Yeah. And then as it gets more diffuse and it gets mm-hmm. more popular, it kind of gets diluted. Yeah. I feel like self-care has gotten diluted. Self-care is done for the self. Self-care is not putting on a face mask and then posting it to Instagram and saying, self-care. Self-care. Self-care is not going to get a pedicure and posting it to Twitter and saying, self-care. Hashtag. You know, self-care is not drinking a smoothie (laughs) and then saying, self-care. If you feel the need to promote your Mm self-care. You're not doing it for the self. Thank you. Self-care should be intimate. Mm -hmm. Self-care should be done alone. Yeah. Self-care absolutely does not need to be publicized to the world. But in the but in this social media age Mm -hmm. where we need to know what you ate for lunch and when you took a shit and you know what you bought on sale, we overshare. Yeah. But to me, and you you know my philosophy on social media, I don't Mm -hmm. even share that much. Yeah. But Self-care, we all have the things that we do. That we do. Too. You know? And self-care isn't... Self-care and treat yourself are very two, two different, different things. things. You know? Treat yourself could, could could lead to other, you know, ramifications in terms of being irresponsible right. financially or with your time or with your energy. 
self-care for me, this was having a conversation with my really good friend from college. Yeah. That was a self-care that I needed. We sat and talked for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. and had a heart to heart. Mm -hmm. That's self-care. Self-care is turning off your social media on the weekend, disconnecting, pulling away. And, you know, and again, I'm not telling people what self-care needs to be for them. them. I'm just talking about what self-care is for me. Yeah. But what self-care I don't think should ever be for anybody is being publicized. Yeah. You know? Well, and if you go, okay, you want to go to yoga? Mm-hmm. Great. Go to yoga. Go to yoga. But you don't, we all don't, and if that's how you take care of yourself, if that's how you, you know, get your your, your chakras aligned mm-hmm. and you get your chi and you mellow out and you lower your blood pressure, blood pressure, fine. Yeah. But... And I, I'm, I feel like I can. You can also tell when it's authentic and when it's real and you when can. it's not. Yeah, you can. So it's just like, just be real. Yeah. And I get that self care. And again, I feel like this is kind of a taboo topic to be challenging because what do I sound like? I sound like an asshole attacking self care. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking people to really think critically: Is what you're doing really for is yourself? Is it really self care? I mean, is it really self care, yeah. or are you trying to promote and project this image of mm-hmm. health and wellness yeah. that is like trendy right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, self-care is saying, no, I'm not coming out with y'all tonight. Self-care is saying, hey, I'm not going on that that friend's trip because I can't afford it. Yeah. Because self-care is not only for your mental and emotional well-being. It's for your financial well-being. True. It's for, uh, you know, lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But washing your face. <laughs> And posting it to Instagram. Yeah, that's not self-care. That's not self-care. Bro. Yeah, it, at all. So, again, I, I really want people to find ways, whether it's through journaling, therapy, whatever your self-care is, yeah. find it. Find it for yourself. And do it for you. Yeah. Don't do it for the gram. Yeah. And I said what I said. All right. Well, that's what you said. <laughs> that's you what said I said. Yes. What you said. So, now that I said what I said is over, <laughs> let's get to our next segment. Tens, tens, tens across the board. All right. So my tens this week, I am giving tens to Matthew Shepard, who was violently attacked and kind of left for dead in Wyoming about 20 years ago. He was attacked because he was openly gay and living in Wyoming, apparently. And is that where Kanye lives? He doesn't I'm joking with you. He doesn't live in Wyoming. But yeah, so in Laramie, Wyoming, uh, about 20 years ago, Matthew Shepard was violently attacked and left for dead. He was um, tied to, I think, a fence. Yeah. Uh, he suffered multiple injuries and he later died in the hospital. Um, it was one of the first um, crimes to be labeled as a hate crime. Which a lot of people kind of don't know. Like an LGBT hate LGBT crime? hate crime, okay. yeah. And that kind of, his death um, is what many say was the catalyst for gay rights movements um, in recent times. In the modern era. In the modern era. His family, out of fear of, you know, his grave being desecrated or just things happening to his grave, they never buried him. So this week, the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. decided that his remains could be placed there permanently. So, yeah. So, yeah. So as a campaign for the lives of lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender youth in the world, I think that this is poignant in the fact that it's in the nation's capital. And then given what we just talked about (laughs) with the current administration um, trying to limit and 
restrict um, LGBT rights in this country. I think that his um, burial there is pretty pretty significant in that you know it's a national cathedral, it's a national um, church in a sense. Helen Keller is buried there. It brings to the forefront again, you know, LGBT rights, and you know it's on a national level again. Right. So I think that's my tenth for the week. That's awesome, and I think it yeah. probably brings a lot of peace to his Definitely, family. Yeah, who, you know, who had trepidation and fear mm-hmm. about burying their son and how he experienced so much physical abuse and trauma mm-hmm. in his related really, to his last, you know, yeah. his last breath. Yeah, and they didn't want him to experience that, you know, after he's passed. Mm-hmm. You know, the symbolism of him. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, a beautiful gesture, and it's very, very nice. And that's a great yeah. tense. Yeah, you have such a good tense. I like to keep it inspirational for the people. Well, I'm going to disappoint the people <laughs> because Justin does not have a tense. No tense. Justin has sat with this. For a while, I've 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 thought I've you know racked my brain about mm-hmm. who I could give tens to, but the girls were just coming in and eights. Well, and and the segment is called tens across tens, the board. Yeah. This week I just don't have any tens. That's Can't give out tens when you don't find them. Fit. <laughs> That's true. Maybe y'all maybe y'all girls will get tens next yeah. week. Because we're not just handing out tens just don't, to anybody. Yeah, just don't hand out tens. Yeah, you got to earn it. Yes. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, thanks for listening guys. Again. Remember, it means so much to us for you guys just coming here and spending time with us yeah. each week and listening. We hope that uh, we're friends in your head. <laughs> yeah. We hope that you talk back to us. Definitely. Um, we obviously can't hear you, but we can but, read when you write into our Gmail. Yeah, category is pod at gmail.com. Right. And remember, it's really important to rate, review, and subscribe. And subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. So we really appreciate it, guys. And we will see you next Next week. Next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.